This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. You bet it, but uh, for, uh, six minutes after 4 o'clock, ready to go here, another edition of the Employment Hour. The phone line's open for you to uh, ask your questions, your queries with Lior over the next hour. You have uh, questions about your job, your severance, stuff like that. Don't be bashful. Here to answer those questions and get you started on uh, what is going to be a wealth of knowledge if you tune into the show each and every uh, every Sunday. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Help at Employment Lawyer. .ca to reach out in that regard. Lines are open, ready for you. Bring them on. We'd love to uh, talk to you. Over the course of the next hour, we will get to everything you need to know about medical leaves. That's on the way very shortly. But we always uh, always start, pal, with the week that was. What is going on with you? Hey, John. It's uh, great uh, to be here. Great to be talking mm-hmm. about employment law and uh, hopefully helping educate as many people as possible about all these important things that you need to know about. These are important things. Our job is important. So our rights are just as important. And the good news is, I've said this many times, we have a lot of rights. There's extensive employment law rights that individuals have. The problem is many people don't realize that. Well, we're trying to educate and inform with this show. So if you have a question about your rights, take advantage the fact that we're here for the next hour or so. Call us with those questions. Let me answer them. Let me make you feel better maybe about the bad week that you had at work. Or, of course, if you don't want to call us on the show, uh, even though you should, but if you don't want to, no problem. You can reach out to me at the office anytime. We'll give you my phone number, my email address. Happy to do that, so so don't be bashful. Now, week that was, a couple situations that came across my desk just very, very recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, our regular listeners know about this idea of constructive dismissal. They know that a constructive dismissal happens if your boss or your employer changes the terms of your employment right. in a negative way. You know, demotion being a, a big one, uh, uh, pay reduction. But can, it can also happen if your, your job responsibilities stay the same. You just get more of them. So I had a call from a lady and, and, and her situation, her company was cutting some costs and they did that by letting a couple of people go, not her. Well, what they did with her is they gave her the responsibilities of all those other two people. And her job became completely unmanageable. From working 9 to 5, she was working 10, 12, 13-hour days. She'd have to come in on weekends. She'd be working around the clock. She, she would barely have a handle on things. And it got so bad that after about three months of doing this, John, she had to end up going out on a leave, on a stress wow. leave. It was just too much. And, and she couldn't handle it. Uh, and frustrated and terrified, she called me. And she wanted to know, what can I do? I don't want to go back into this situation. Where John, the, the good news that I gave her is that she doesn't have to go back into this situation. This situation, even though it's not a demotion, it's not a pay reduction, is still a constructive dismissal. Yeah. And the reason for that is her job. What her job was is no longer the way her job is. Her employer changed her job. They added a lot more responsibilities. The job has changed completely, and it made her life harder, more miserable, more stressful. And because of that, she does not have to accept this new reality. She can treat this as a termination and leave with severance. And she was very relieved, and that's exactly what we're going to do right now. And I want everyone to remember, if your employer keeps adding tasks to you, if your job now is not the same job, now you're, you're doing double the work and you're not getting paid more, and you know obviously this is impacting you, 
this can be a constructive dismissal. You may have the ability to say no or to say enough is enough. If you're ever in that situation, if your job, your employer keeps piling on you, well, no worries. Let's, let's talk. Give me a call or send me an email and let me help you. You know, I'm going to ask you the same thing I always ask you when there's situations like this. And, and, you know, would she still have the chance and the ability to call you and get this resolved if she had done it for weeks on end and, and, and kind of accepted it? You know, the the interesting thing is that uh, because it ultimately impacted her health, now it got so bad. I was right. gonna, I'm gonna say that the fact that it impacted her health kind of eliminates what happened before. But yeah, you're absolutely right that at some point, if she was doing it for for a long time, she can't come back and say, "Hey, two years ago when you made wow. this change, I, I I was constructively dismissed." No, she still has a small window to kind of try it out to to see how got it you. goes to see how it impacts her. And in her situation, it impacted her so badly, she had to go on a stress leave. Again, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You want to call into the show during this hour and ask your questions about that or any other topics having to do with your job and your employment. Feel free. Lines are open. Don't be bashful. I always love to talk to you here uh, every week. Uh, case or uh, matter number two in the week that was, pal. What's up? So, John, this uh, particular matter... Uh, touches on issues of workplace harassment. Uh, this uh, other lady that I spoke with just at the beginning of last week, uh, she had uh, found herself in a weird situation, well, not, not an uncomfortable situation, I should say, a few weeks before that. So she had uh, been mistreated by her boss, or was regularly mistreated, N- no sexual harassment, but he was nasty to her, and he would belittle her, and he would exclude her from meetings. It just made, made her life miserable. I think he wanted her to quit. Well, she did exactly what she was supposed to do. She she spoke with HR. HR was located in a different province, actually in Quebec, uh, and, and told them what happened. HR came in, investigated, decided that that was legitimate, and they 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 spoke with this person. I think they kind of scolded him. They uh, you know read read him the riot act, for lack of a better term, and for for a while longer, uh, for a while things improved. Well, out of the blue, a few weeks after this, she gets called into this a meeting with the same boss. She gets let let go. Now her boss says, "No, this is about it's, it's a cost cutting thing," but she is pretty convinced that this had everything to do with the fact that she had the audacity to complain about this person harassing her. She she contacts me. This was beginning of last week. I immediately send a letter to the company, uh, to the same HR person out in Quebec, telling him what happened and t- and telling them. If you don't deal with this, we're going to have to take legal action against you. John, on Friday, so just a couple of days ago, uh, we get a letter back from HR apologizing for this, saying this boss has been fired and asking this person to come back to work. An incredible result. This lady was absolutely delighted. And, And HR here did the right thing because she cannot, this person cannot be punished for complaining about yeah. harassment, for filing a harassment complaint. And, and that's a basic thing that our laws uh, mandate. She was punished, she was fired for it, so no, that had to be undone. And I want everyone to understand, if you're being mistreated, if you're being harassed, that's wrong. You have a right to say something about it. You have a right to stand up for your rights. And if you get punished in any way because of that, call me, that's illegal, I'll deal with it. You want to reach out, by the way, to Lior and uh, the rest of the team there, 604-283-3123. You can always go to VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca as well. Uh, everything you need to know about medical leaves, this is timely, considering what we just had on the week that was, right? 
That's right. You know, medical leaves is a topic that comes up quite often. Uh, it's a situation where you can't work, and people, when they can't work, not only are they dealing with the medical condition and trying to get better, there's this added stress about what does this mean for my job? Am I going to lose my job? Can I yeah. can I really take the time off? How am I going to get paid? So we want to talk about all those things. What happens if you can't work? What happens if you have to take a medical leave? What are your rights? What are your employer's obligations? We're going to cover all that. You want to uh, call in in that regard, by the way, you can do so while we uh, take these uh, talking points under uh, <clears throat> under discussion here, 604-280-9898 or star 9898. So we'll start with this one then. Who is legally allowed to take a medical leave from work? So bottom line is anyone that's unable to work because of medical reasons can take a medical leave. It's as simple right. as that. If you cannot work, there's a medical condition that is interfering with your ability to do your job, you can take time off work. Now, an employer is allowed to ask for corroboration, to, to know that it is, it is in fact true that you can't work, which is why you should and you can provide a doctor's note. If you have a doctor's note that says you cannot work, you are allowed to take time off work. Mm. That's that's the key. It's important. You can't work. You have a doctor uh, backing you up, corroborating it. That's it. That's it. Case done. Story over. Your employer has to give you that time off. They cannot argue with it. They cannot impose conditions. They cannot fight you about it. They have to give you that time off. Does it have to be a very detailed note at this point or just simply, you know, Gordon's sick. He won't be in tomorrow. You know? Yeah, it, it, it does not have to be detailed. It, it could be he's off tomorrow or it could be he's off indefinitely or for the next two months or right. six months. As long as a doctor says you cannot work, your employer really cannot question that. Your employer really cannot uh, try to suggest that you're being mm -hmm. dishonest. And and sometimes a doctor's note could be very specific. Uh, you know, Gord will be back to work on Monday. Or sometimes the doctor can't be specific because they don't know right. when you'll be back to work. So we'll evaluate Gord again in two weeks and let you know. That is fine as nice. well. As long as the doctor says you cannot work, that is it. We'll take our uh, first break and uh, uh, give you some time to get the phone lines happening. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You have questions about medical leaves, possibly for yourself or a friend or relative. You know someone who's on one and having some... Uh, some problems, give us a call over here. The uh, the remaining time of this hour, we'd love to talk to you or anything about uh, your employment, your severance, or otherwise we talk about it here. Yeah, we are right back at it talking about medical leaves. You want to reach out and uh, have an opinion or a question, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Emails as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. So we determined that, uh, you know, even at this point, a basic doctor's note can get you off work for however how long you need to be off. So how long can somebody be away from work for medical reasons? And this is very, very important because this is what makes people often very stressed out. Oh my gosh, what if I can't come back to work in a week? Right. What if my medical condition has to take me off for uh, two weeks or a month or six months or, or longer? So here's the good news. The good news is you can be off as long as you need to, so long as you have a doctor continuing to support you. It's as simple as that. There is no time limit on how long you can be off work. There is no time limit. If, if you need two months to get better, then it's two months. If you need two years to get better, hopefully that's not that long, but if you do, yeah. that is fine as well. As long as you're legitimately unable to work and as long as a doctor is still there saying, yes, he's working and getting better, he's not ready yet, he will be in the future, 
that is good enough. You can be off. Your employer cannot do anything to you. You continue to be an employee for that period of time. So do not stress out over the time period. You know, we get a lot of, when we talk about calls, we talk about medical leaves and people being off sick. There's a lot of confusion and overlap, not only for employees, but also through employers when it comes to being off on a leave and sick days. So does it matter if the employer has a limited number of sick days? So some employers would have, you know, two sick days, five sick days, right. 10 sick days if they're really, really generous. And so a lot of individuals think, wait a second, what happens if I need to be off for longer than that? So exactly. again, as I said before, do not worry about it. Now, the number of sick days have to do with how many days you're going to get paid for. So if your employer has five sick, paid sick days that they provide, then that means that the first five days that you can't work, they'll pay you. But that doesn't change how long you can actually be off. You can be off for 50 days. You're not going to necessarily get paid for those 50 days, right? You'll get paid for the first whatever it is, five. But you can be off as long as you need to. So let's not confuse the idea of sick days and sick leave. Sick days and medical leaves. Those are different concepts. You can be off as long as you need to, so long as the doctor continues to corroborate you. The other thing... Uh, I want to I wanna say about that is that if you're uh, off, you may be able to apply for a short-term disability or long-term disability. You may even be able to apply for employment insurance so you can get paid. Mm. So do not worry about the number of sick days. It's really about how long you need to get better. The sticky information here as we, uh, we get to the calls is this. Does an employer have the right to ask an employee for their medical information and a diagnosis? And obviously, some medical conditions can be very private and very personal. And you may not want everyone to know or anyone to know what kind of medical condition you have. Well, the good news is your employer is not allowed to demand to know what your medical condition is. It does not matter legally whether you're suffering suffering from a, a herniated disc or suffering from depression. It really does not matter. What matters is whether or not you can work. That's it. The underlying reason doesn't matter. Your employer doesn't have a right to ask or to demand to know that. They also can't know what medication you're taking, what treatment you're getting, none of that. This, the only thing your employer can ask is what is the prognosis? How long do you expect or does the doctor expect for you to be off? That's it. They may also be allowed to ask questions about what kind of accommodation you may need, of course. But beyond that, you should not ever have to tell your employer any personal details. And if your employer asks, you can absolutely say no. Questions, as always, uh, with this topic or any others, no problem. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Uh, in that regard, we'll get to uh, to Gord here. Gord, thank you uh, so much for the call and hanging on for a minute or two. How are you uh, this afternoon? Not too bad. Yourself? Good, pal. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Well... I've been in an industry for about eight years, and I figured in the last two and a half years, I'm kind of running into an you know an occupational hazard. And my concern is the job that I'm in. If I were to tell my boss that this is what I think, and and you know I think that maybe I need to, uh, you know, go on compensation or take some type of leave, and and then if I did come back five or six months later everything was fine but then you know i start working again for another two or three months and this type of uh, injury comes back it's uh it's it's the type of industry that i'm in where you know i'm starting to lose feeling in my hands but at 50 years old my biggest fear 
not a lot of employees or employers out there that would probably consider looking at an old dog. And I just wondered right. if there was any kind of legality behind that. So uh, if, if it's the nature of, of the job and you cannot now do it anymore physically or, you know, given the fact that maybe, as you said, maybe you're getting older or maybe there's an underlying medical condition, then your employer, first of all, is obligated to, to accommodate you, even if that means modified duty. Now, I don't know the industry that you're in or the business you're working in, but if there is another job they can give you or or modified duties that they can provide, they have the obligation to do that. And it starts by you getting something from a doctor. And if they mm-hmm. if they if they can accommodate but they refuse, that is a human rights violation. That could also be considered a termination. So that would be completely illegal. So that is a very very good starting point. Now, the the other thing I'm going to say, if it's a situation where the the work is unsafe, then we may be able to deal with that as well. You can also apply for WorkSafe BC for workers' comp, of course. If because of your uh, condition or injuries you can't do the job, they have to compensate you. But I would start with your employer and asking for modified duties if you no longer can do some physical aspects of your job, Gord. Yeah, and I guess that's my my other biggest fear is that you know if I start asking for that, then all of a sudden you know they uh, oh there's there's no work we're going to sit you that sort of thing. I mean it's a real cutthroat industry that I'm in, but uh, it's something that I've been doing for eight years. And well, Gord, that would be illegal, and you've been there for eight years with this company. I uh, know I with this company I've been in it for uh, two and a half years, but I've noticed over the last two years. Um, doing the same repetitive job every single day mm-hmm. that yeah. i mean essentially i'm losing feeling in my hands after about two and a half three hours and uh you know they just start to go numb because of uh you know the type of job that i do right so so gord it doesn't sound like you know, again i'm not a doctor uh but yeah. it, it doesn't sound like it's a good idea to continue doing that so you need to consider talking to your doctor and, and and having your doctor recommend what you can do and then go to your employer with that and you should know you have this this cocoon of protection around you once you do that if they even try to penalize you in any way shape or form for wanting to be accommodated for for having a medical issue that prevents you from doing the job that's illegal you call me and I'll deal with that you shouldn't be concerned about your job the very basic uh, human rights laws say that if, if you have a medical condition you have to be accommodated it's as simple as that okay well i really appreciate your time and that's uh probably in the next couple of days i'll have to go see the doctor because i don't know if i can do this job anymore that 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 is the thing and it's uh it's always push 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 you know to get it done and uh, there's a lot of a lot of big players involved in this type of industry that i'm in so i'm just kind of looking for a bit of protection uh, for myself uh, just, just to make sure that everything you know is done the right way, and you yeah. know I don't get punished or penalized at the end of the day. So, so now you know, Gord. Absolutely. Thank you for your time, Gord. Appreciate the call, and uh, thank you. Uh, enjoy the rest of uh, your Sunday, and please uh, follow up with us uh, later on when you uh, at least get some sort of resolution or on the road to resolution. If not, reach out again. You want to get a hold of uh, Lior and the team anytime six zero four two eight three thirty one. 23 would be the uh, the way to go. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. That uh, that falls right into the hand of what we were talking about, this whole thing with medical leaves. I mean, there's there's a certain amount of fear 
that goes into saying, you know what, I, I can't do this job. I'm not well physically, and I think i got to take some time off. It's a scary thing to do, right? It's a scary thing to do. You, you're, you're very vulnerable. You feel very vulnerable when you, you say that to your employer, and the law recognizes that. The law recognizes right. that you, you should not be in, in fear to, when you're trying to, to protect your health. All, all, you know, you've heard this, the expression, your health comes first. Well, it does from a legal standpoint as well. You have the right to say, no, I can't do it, or I, I have a medical issue that I need to take time off for, or I need to be accommodated. So if your employer tries to do anything other than accommodate you, that is illegal. They cannot do that. Uh, so you should never, ever worry about uh, protecting your health. At uh, 433, you sure can do that, or call star 9898 on your cell to get through. In that regard, we'll get to uh, to Bill here, who's been hanging on the line over the uh, the break we just had there. Bill, appreciate you hanging on the line. If you have a question for Lior, discussion, uh, what's going on this afternoon, my friend? Well, first of all, I'm an employer. I'd like to know, I have a, a female employee that uh, is depressed, has taken off. I have no set time what she's gonna, how long she's going to be off. My question is, I have to find a replacement. So what do I do with the replacement if this girl comes back in, let's say, three weeks or four weeks? Uh, do I let her go then, and then I have a problem then when I let her go? So a uh, very, very good question. So, so let me make it very clear here, uh, Bill, that you have a right to run your business. And what I mean by that is if you have a position that needs to be filled, you have a right to fill that position especially if you don't know when this person is going to come back. So yes, you can hire a replacement. Now, if and when this other person comes back uh, from her medical leave, you don't have to fire the other person. What you have to do is you have to make reasonable efforts to, to take her back. You have to see, is there an opportunity to take this person back? If it's not to the exact same old job, maybe there's a different job. If you have to make those efforts, if you looked and there's just literally nothing then you can terminate employment and pay her the, the, the termination or severance pay that she's owed. Uh, but that's how it works. So you do not have to fire the new person. You can, again, as, you can let go of someone as long as you pay them what they owe, uh, you pay them what they owe you, or what you owe them. But bottom line is you can staff this position, you can hire a replacement and deal with the employee when they're ready to come back from their medical leave. Does that answer it, though? You got it. Thanks. Okay, yeah, got Bill. It. Appreciate uh, appreciate the call. Enjoy okay. the rest of uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Any yeah. more details? You can reach out uh, anytime. 604-283-3123. You still have some time yourself if you'd like to call through and ask a question like Bill did, and that would be a six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on your cell. Everything you need to know about medical leaves, as we mentioned, uh, the employer can ask. Uh, prognosis when you're coming back uh, approximate day but not diagnosis we discussed that they're not allowed to ask what's wrong with you right but they can say do you know when at this point when you'll be back they can do that right they absolutely can and then yeah. that's information that you should provide to your employer uh, if, if there's an idea when you'll come back or at least when you'll have that information you should provide that to your employer but your employer cannot and should not ask you what is the condition what is the medication you're taking what right. treatment you're getting that is private that is personal and your employer has no business knowing that you know if, if you're going to be off for a week or two or a number of days even a month that's probably uh, you know you'll probably lay that out in front of your employer right away but if it's going to be extended do you have to regularly update the employer uh, on your condition or should you what's what's the protocol there 
you absolutely should. You do not want to forget about your employer because you don't want your employer to forget about you. Okay. Right. So I always say, if you're going to be off on an extended leave for for medical reasons, you always want to stay in touch with your employer, even if it's to say, employer, just so you know, I'm still working on getting better, or maybe providing an occasional uh, updated doctor's note saying, you know, you're going to be reassessed again in 30 days. Make okay. sure that your employer knows you're out there, that you're intending to come back to work. The concern I have is if you don't have any communication with your employer and then 10 months later you say, here I am ready to come back to work, your employer may say, well, wait a second, I haven't heard from you. I assumed you kind of you quit or you abandoned your job. Yeah. Not a, not a good idea, not a good situation to be in. So yes, don't forget about your employer when you're on a medical leave. I'm not suggesting you contact your employer every day or even every week, but every once in a while, make sure they know you're out there. Make sure you're, they know... You're working on getting better and coming back. Uh, that helps you and that helps preserve your rights. Someone's off. What do they do if they aren't approved for disability coverage like LTD or the claim is cut off? What's the next step? So off, so LTD stands for long-term disability. Many employers uh, provide a long-term disability policy for their employees just for the reason that they may have to be off on a medical leave. And, uh, and, and you, if you have a policy, many people do, you should apply, whether it's short-term disability or long-term disability. The problem is, in some situations, the insurance company either may deny you those benefits or they may approve you, but cut you off before you're ready to come back to work. Remember, unfortunately, the insurance company is in the business of trying to get you off their payroll. So it's quite common that, uh, that claims that should be approved uh, get denied or, or people that still can't work get cut off. And the reason that happens is your insurance company hopes that you'll give up. Your insurance company hopes that you'll say, okay, I guess I have no choice. Uh, I have nothing I can do about it. So no, that is wrong. The good news is these types of issues are not that difficult to resolve with your insurance company. We have a whole department at, at my law firm that deals just with this, just with insurance claim or, or disability claims. So if your insurance uh, disability claim got denied or if you got cut off before you're ready to come back to work, I want you to call me. Let us help you. Let us deal with the insurance company so you don't have to worry about it because I, either we can get them to, to back off completely or to uh, negotiate monetary compensation. So ev don't ever think that you're helpless dealing with the insurance company. The exact opposite is true. You still have some time, plenty of time, actually, to call in, ask your questions as well, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. In our last call, Bill, we talked about the angle of an employee coming back to work from the perspective of the employer. So what should an employee do? What are the steps they start uh, with when they're ready to return to work from a medical leave? So uh, a medical leave starts with a doctor's note, and it ends with a doctor's note. So if you're, you're ready to come back to work, if you've been cleared to come back to work, Make sure that you provide uh, a doctor's note to your employer, certainly if your employer wants one, clearing you that outlines that you can work. Oftentimes, the employer is going to want to make sure that you're ready to come back, so they're going to want to see something from, from your doctor. So you want to tell your employer, ideally, you'd want to give them the heads up as to when you're coming back to work. So employer, I expect to be back to work in two weeks. Okay, great. But regardless of how much notice you give them, you want to give them something from a doctor. The other thing you, you want to do is this. If you need some accommodation, we touched on accommodation earlier, mm -hmm. uh, maybe you can come back to work, but you're not yet ready to go full full speed at your old job. You need some accommodation, modified hours, maybe modified duties. Maybe you're going to gradually build up to what you used to be. 
make sure your employer knows that. Ideally, you want that to come from a doctor. Again, that says, here's the accommodation that this person needs. Because once you've done that, your employer, as I said, is under a strict duty to accommodate you. So tell them you're ready to come back to work with that doctor's note. If you need accommodation, tell them about that. Give as much detail as possible. Once you've done that, the obligation shifts to the employer, as I was saying to Bill earlier, to try to make all reasonable efforts to to find the position, to accommodate, uh, and, and if they don't do that, if your employer disregards that obligation, that is illegal, that's a human rights violation and other things as well. So uh, that is the process when you're ready to come back to work. Yeah, you just mentioned that they won't do it. So what does the employee, what does the employee do if their employer does exactly that? Do they call you? Do they just say, okay, fine, I'm taking you to court? Like they won't let me come back to work. Well, if your employer doesn't meet its obligation, they don't want you to come back to work. They're not trying to find a position. Or maybe they don't accommodate you. Remember, that right. is illegal. So yes, at that point, reach out to me. One of two things can happen once I get involved. Either I can get the company, if that's what you want, to, to do what they were supposed to do to begin with. I can give them, as I like to call it, the kick in the pants so that they can yep. comply with their legal obligation. Or I can simply get you compensation because, again, it's human rights damages that are involved. This could also be considered a wrongful dismissal. So that is what you have to do. You you have to understand and appreciate that your employer has these obligations. The employer has to. And if your employer doesn't comply with it, doesn't meet these obligations, reach out to me. Let me help you. It's an uncomfortable situation to be in. But it is a situation that gets resolved. Uh, And, you know, you mentioned court. Good news yeah. is, John, you almost never, almost right. never have to go to court on these matters. They resolve often within a few weeks. So don't ever be afraid of the process. Uh, give me the opportunity to help you, uh, and I absolutely will. Star 9898 works as well. You want to call and ask your questions. Uh, we'll get to our next caller here, and uh, right after that, we'll get to the most common employment law questions you get. Some of these are very common. We get them on every show, or it seems like it anyway. First of all, Michael, thanks for uh, joining the show and, and staying with us there for a couple of minutes. How are you, pal? Yeah, no worries, mate. Uh, I was just wondering, um, I'm, I'm a full-time employee, like so I'm not a union or I'm not part-time or anything, uh, but I work with a company that in December, because their sales slow down, uh, they lay off the sales department for uh, the two-week period uh, in December, uh, starting December, like December 15th or December 12th. And 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 so we're basically, and, and we're, there's no pay. So basically what they say to us, they go, they say, well, look, you can take your vacation pay in December or you can take your vacation pay, use it in the summertime if you want, but you don't get paid in December. Is that illegal? And, and how long have they been doing this? Oh, it's shit since I've been there. <laughs> so, so, uh, well, oh. At least about two years, three years. So here's the, the problem. Uh, <laughs> and, and the problem is that, no, they actually don't have a right to do this, but... Because they've been doing this now for for a number of years, I'm going to talk to you specifically. They've been doing this since you started working there. It's now become a term of employment. You're considered to have accepted it. An employer generally does not have to lay you off temporarily unless you've agreed to it. And by by allowing it to happen and coming back and you know again and again, then you've, you're considered to have agreed to it, to have accepted it. And, and because of that, no, you. you there's not much that can be done. If you said, listen, I just found out that they're going to do this for the first time. I don't want that. 
I would have said to you, no, you don't have to accept that. You may be able to treat this layoff as a constructive dismissal. But given what what you've told us, that this is kind of a common practice here, they've always been doing this, certainly since you've been there, it's that acceptance has happened, and, and because of that, unfortunately, you're stuck with this, this new reality. Well, it's unfortunate because either if you don't agree with it, you lose your job. Well, I mean, generally speaking is this. When, when an employer does something that's illegal, it does not necessarily mean that you can forcibly stop them. It means that you may be able to, to get compensation. So if this was illegal, the, the, the remedy would have been to say, I'm, I'm, I'm not accepting this, I'm leaving and making you pay me my severance. So either way, it would have meant that you're, you're not working there anymore. But in this situation, that's not even really an option, given the fact that it's been happening for a while. And it's a very important thing for our listeners to know is that when your employer is doing something that they're not allowed to do, if you allow it to happen and continue working, then you've arguably given them the right to do it again. And that's a problem, which is why you always have to stand up for your rights the first time your employer does something that they're not supposed to do. Well, I would think that at the best times, most people wouldn't know. I agree. Yeah. You're absolutely right. They wouldn't know. One of the reasons we, 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 we're here, we're trying to educate as many people as possible, but you're 100% right. I'm going to say 80, 90% of people wouldn't know, and, and that is very unfortunate. You're right. Yeah, okay. Well, I appreciate your thanks. Okay. Thanks, thanks. Uh, thanks Mike. Appreciate uh, your time this afternoon as well. And, you know, he, he pretty much nailed it right there. Most people with a lot of employment matters, the reason why we do a show, they simply don't know. They don't know the rights and they'd figure out oh, it's just part of the gig. And when they finally you know, hear this show and hear you talk about it, they call in and you figure, yeah, it's been two, three years, man. You've already accepted it. There's not much. We can't go back on it now. Right? No, you can't. And which is why I always beat this particular drum that says, if your employer does something that they're not allowed to do, you have to stand up for your rights. Because if you yeah. don't, then you can't do it again. You only have one kick at that can. So in, in this particular situation, he's too late to do anything about it. So if your employer does something, they lay you off temporarily, they change your compensation, your job, relocate you, you have to deal with it now. You cannot wait. Most common employment law questions you get to all the time. Number one is this. I didn't do anything wrong. Can my employer, how does my employer terminate my employment? Doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem fair, and the no. this is the most common. This is the first top question I always get. I didn't do anything wrong. How come they can let me go, or or, or is it wrong that they let me go? So yeah. let's make it very clear. From a legal standpoint, only from a legal standpoint, your employer can let you go for any reason, pretty much for any reason, as long as they pay you severance that they owe you. Now, for ethical reasons, they shouldn't do that. Even for business reasons, they shouldn't do that. But from a legal standpoint, they can. Now, they cannot let you go for discriminatory reasons, of course. Right. They cannot let you go because of your age or your ethnicity or your disability. But they can say, you, you wear a blue shirt. I only like people with red shirts or I don't like your, your car. Uh, who, who drives SUVs anyway? So I'm going to let you go. Hmm. Uh, if that's what your employer does, as silly as that is, and it's obviously very silly, that's still legal as long as they pay you severance. So when it comes to termination of employment, we don't focus on the reason in most cases. We focus on the compensation, on the severance, because that's where the law intervenes. And the next question you get is, okay, I get it. So now uh, how much severance should I be getting if I lose my job? Okay, so Leo, you've convinced us my employer is allowed to let me go, but they have to pay severance. Well, how much severance? Well, this is a question that I can't just provide a general answer because it's not a strict a strict formula. 
Some people believe, which is completely wrong, that it's a week per year of service or two weeks per year of service. Wrong, wrong, wrong. It's not that. It's based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So that the longer you work, the older you are, and the more senior a position, the more compensation is owed to you. So because of that, to tell you how much you're owed, I need to know those those factors. But make it easy. You don't even have to call me to find out how much you're owed. Simply go to severancepaycalculator.com a tool that I created that allows you to find out for free in seconds yep. how much you're actually owed. Not what your employer to- told you you're owed, not how much they've offered you, what the law says you should have. So now you can know severancepaycalculator.com. Someone's hearing that going, you know what, it's funny, you already got a uh, severance offer here on, on Friday and now that you've convinced me that I'm probably getting underpaid. Uh, there's also something on the bottom that says I have to accept this offer by Monday tomorrow at 5 p.m. I'm freaking out. What do I do? Yeah, and, and I get those calls all the time. Yeah. People very nervous. Oh, my God, Lior, uh, I've taken my time and my my package expires today or tomorrow. And what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Well, what you what you do is you do not worry about it. Okay, you don't you, you don't have to panic, and you can actually go ahead and ignore that deadline. Yes, I'm saying this right here, live on the radio, that you can ignore that deadline because your legal rights don't expire tomorrow or next week. That is a pressure tactic. Yep. Can you imagine a situation where I I owe you a hundred dollars, but I say I'm only going to pay you twenty, but you have to accept it by tomorrow. I'm not going to pay you that. <laughs> well, you would look at me like I'm crazy. No, yeah. you're going to pay me a hundred because you owe me a hundred. Well, it's the same thing with severance. 90% of people, when they're let go, are owed much more severance than what they're offered. Much more. So do not worry about that deadline. You have two years to pursue your rights. Get advice. Call me. Call someone else if you don't like me. That's okay. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Do something to stand up for your rights and do not worry about that pressure tactic. That's all it is. If you sign it, despite that pressure tactic, you're stuck. You can't do anything about it. That's a very bad situation to be in. We're talking about the most common employment law questions that you get, we get on the show as well. And it all, it always comes up, the question of overtime, who gets it, when do I get it, but when does the employer have to pay overtime? So in BC, overtime is paid if you work more than eight hours a day or 40 hours a week. Now, the key here to understand is you get time and a half for anything over that, but also to, to, to remember that salaried employees and hourly employees both get that. So if you're on a salary, you get that as well. Uh, it's not just for hourly employees. Now, there's some exemptions. Uh, uh, for example, managers don't uh, get overtime. Some other professionals, doctors, lawyers, uh, uh, accountants, etc. Others then generally get overtime. The other thing to remember about overtime is you have to get it paid even if it wasn't approved, even if the company didn't ask you to work the overtime. If you worked it and it was legitimate, mm-hmm. the company has to pay you that overtime. Uh, they can't say, well, no, no, we didn't ask you to do it, so we're not going to pay it. That would be illegal. If your employer won't pay you the overtime, you, you can and you should. You can contact me. You can also file a complaint with the Employment Standards Branch. It's illegal not to pay overtime. Someone listening now on salary is going, okay, wait, you said I was in salary. I get overtime. Eureka, did not know that, but how is it calculated? So you can calculate, uh, you see what you get paid in, in a week, you divide that by, by 40, uh, and there's your hourly rate. Anything over that you get paid, or anything over 40, you get time and a half. Hmm. Simple mathematical calculation, you can also find out what you get paid in a day, divide that by eight, again, that's an hourly rate. Anything over that is, uh, is time and a half. So very easy to calculate, and you get it paid even if you're on a salary. 
Got about a minute and a half here. I'll slide in this last question as far as most common employment law questions you get. That is, my employer made a significant change to my job. Haven't accepted it yet. Not happy with it. Can they do that? Yeah, and generally the answer is no. Your employer does not have a right to make significant changes to the terms of your employment. Unless, as, as we told our previous caller, you've allowed it to happen before. When an employer makes a change, if you can't convince them to back off, you have a choice to make. You can accept that change and continue working, or you can choose to treat that as a termination, constructive dismissal, and and get your full severance. So that is the choice to make whenever your employer uh, does that, whenever your employer changes the terms of your employment. And, and the, my recommendation always, unless it's a very minor change, don't accept it. Don't yeah. kick that door open. Don't let them change your terms again and again in the future. Better to consider treating it as a constructive dismissal. And that'll pretty much do it for this afternoon. Nicely done, sir, and appreciate all your phone calls. If you had the chance to uh, to call in, love hearing from you. you. Want to continue on afterwards? 604-283-3123. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. You can also check out vancouveremploymentlawyers.ca. And always, 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 first place you go when you look at that severance offer, severancepaycalculator.com. Don't sign it. Don't worry about the deadline. Look there at the severance pay calculator. Go to the bottom and hit contact and get a hold of your and his team. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour on C. KNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.